Welcome to Bourbon Sauced, where we discuss topics and get sauced on bourbon in the process. We'll try and keep it PG, but no promises as we'll try to stay true to ourselves and be as unfiltered and blunt as possible. Grab your favorite bourbon and join us for the show. Before we get into it, Ryan, which bourbon are you sipping on? Well, today, Dan, I kind of went a little off the beaten path and I uh, went with 10 Cup, which is, it's a kind of a cross, well, it is a cross between um, a bourbon and a single malt. And what, I, what I've noticed with it so far is um, it's definitely got that oaky flavor from that charred barrel. And I don't typically drink my bourbons on ice, but I decided, you know, to at least start that way on this one. And I've noticed uh, on the ice, it has a, it draws out the sweetness of it. And then there's a little bit of spice at the end. But it's, uh, all in all, it's been a pretty smooth bourbon. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. What about you? Well, myself, I went with the Heaven's Door Double Barrel Whiskey which um, I think is better than their actual basic one that they've got. The the double barrel to me has, I don't know, it's like a a sweeter taste, and it's probably like uh, the caramel notes in it are a lot stronger than other bourbons, but I, I just think, I think it's a smoother bourbon to me. I like it. So that's what I'm sipping on today. I'll have to give that a whirl. So I know we uh, we offered up on in on our Instagram. We had offered up some uh, title choices, and we truly appreciate the votes from the followers on Instagram. However, Dan did come up at the last minute a fairly clever title um, after having a few. Um, so which we landed on, and it's uh, I would like to say. A swig and a miss, but I feel like Dan delivers it a little better. <laughs> yeah, that one's like a swig and a miss, you know, like if you're a baseball announcer. So, bringing us to today's topic, we're going to discuss America's favorite pastime of some baseball. Yeah, and on baseball, let's uh, let's talk about some recent events. You were kind enough to purchase us some tickets uh, for my birthday, which I truly appreciate because I wasn't expecting it, one. And two, it turned out to be an, an impressive event to go to, which I was not expecting, which was the Nashville Sounds Minor League Brewers baseball game. Yep, so I... I uh... I managed to get some tickets for uh, Dan's birthday. Obviously, his birthday was in March, but opening weekend wasn't till last weekend. So I went ahead and secured some good tickets right on, right above the sounds dugout. Right, I mean, front row, right on top of the dugout. Not just that, but right where the <clears throat> players come out from the locker room, which is an impressive spot to watch them all come up because it's not just the players that come up from that spot. You have the camera crew that's coming up. You have the athletic trainers that come up. You have the grounds crew people that are coming up. Like, it's a very active area to have a seat. Like, you're you're fully involved in the game. And I, I can't say enough about those seats. They were in Section 108. They were beautifully placed seats, and I am beyond grateful that you did that for me so thank you so much for that man 
You're welcome, dude. Anytime. Um, we had third third base, like right there and right up there in our face, and we were just fur enough further fur enough past the net to where you had to somebody had to have their head on swivel for that foul ball coming at you. Like it it was a rather engaging game the entire time. Yeah, and at one point the girls that were behind us, they said, you know, they were expecting us to uh catch the balls for them and i at one point asked that one girl i said so wait a minute you're not used to balls flying in your face and you know (laughs) she she responded in kind not those kind of balls but the other one did say she feels that she could catch it in a cup yeah, I, I we and we both were like, oh, I, we got a cup right now. Like, we'll finish our beer, and if you can catch it in a cup, we'll we will be uber impressed because that's that's a feat in itself. It's like hitting a a hole in one in golf to have that kind of uh, hand eye coordination to catch a baseball that's flying at you at at least a hundred mile an hour off a bat to be able to put it inside of a cup, the diameter that's just slightly larger than a baseball. I would, I would have, been, I would have married her on the spot. I'm just saying. I, I would have been rather impressed with that for sure. Yeah. I will say, I, I got the tickets and we had talked before the game and stuff, and like I was super excited because I've been to a few Nashville Sounds games because I, mm-hmm. I, I tend to lean more into the minor leagues and the college and your more professional teams. Right. So like mm. I had I already knew the level of expectation I was walking into, but I, I I noticed like on the way there in the days prior, like I just couldn't sell it to you. And then I noticed the change within minutes of actually getting into the stadium. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like my impression when I first walked in, I was actually floored because I've been to other minor league games and I've been to, you know, double A and single A games, but I never really been to a triple A game. And it was almost, (laughs) it was like going into a major league baseball stadium, but you weren't paying major league baseball prices. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Totally. 100%. So that like the atmosphere was the same, the energy was the same, the uh, amount of concessions that they had were the same. The fact that they had a pro shop for you to buy uh, gear, hats, jerseys, whatever you you know memorabilia, whatever it was, it was all there. It was, it was the fact that they had even stuff for kids there and families. It was a very family oriented environment which i was like man this this exudes america's favorite pastime like and to me loving baseball and playing baseball growing up like it just it it sparked something in me and i was like you know what i've got to go to more of these games so you know you were there and next thing you know i'm buying partial season tickets so we can go see more of these games because it had a very prominent impression on me you know and what I mean? That's, that's what I thought was like, that's what blew my mind was within, we barely made it around to where our seats were. And you could see all the kids gathered around right where our seats mm-hmm. were because they're waiting on the players to come out, hoping for autographs. So 
you know, if you're going to sit in those seats, you might as well be prepared to just be bombarded with kids the whole game in between as they change out, you know, right. at the top of the inning, bottom of the inning. As they're changing out, you might as well just be prepared if you're in those seats to be bombarded by kids all day long. Um, but we didn't even make it to the seats. And you were like, you know what? I would be curious as to what their season tickets are. And that's when we ended up finding that table with that guy. Uh, I think his name was Ben. Yep, mm-hmm. Ben Wallen, which is yep. funny. Yeah, ran us ran us through every ran you through everything, and I could see the look on your face. You're like, "Holy shit, that's all it is for partial tickets!" And it gives me, you know, yeah. games for here, here, and here, and I can rain check games. You're like, "I'm done. I'm in." Here yeah, you go. Not only that, but it included parking, which we didn't even realize at the time that it was going to include parking. So I was like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I figured out parking after Waterburger, which was <laughs> Yeah, that was another bonus getting Waterburger. Right. But yeah, man, it was uh it was quite the experience. And the fact that Joey Votto was there playing for the um Louisville Bats. Louisville Bats. I was like, oh shit, look at that. Like, you know, like you literally see real time like MLB players that have gotten kicked back. Just one level, you know, for rehab or whatever. And uh, it was impressive to see even he was struggling against some of the pitchers for the sounds. And I was just like, damn, all right. Well, these guys might be, uh, you know, more a little bit better than I thought, you know. I mean, if you think about it, if you're AAA, you're knocking on the door. And honestly, since we're still on the topic of the Nashville sounds, like, and I followed them fairly close Mm -hmm. for the most part. Their roster, you have some players who are one year they're a Sounds player, the next year they're MLB at the Brewers. Then the next right, year they're yeah. back to the Sounds, right? Because they're called up as they're needed, right? Different things change and happen. Mm-hmm. Which the Sounds, I really enjoy going to the Sounds games. I mean, you're yeah. minutes, you're, you can walk from the stadium to Broadway in no time. I've done it. Um, yep. You know, I do you, like that. You, you have mini golf if you got kids. There's there's a wiffle ball field. If you got a big enough party, you can go play wiffle ball. I mean, there is so many crazy little things there, you know, throwing the T-shirts out at certain times, right. um, getting pictures with Booster the Rooster. I mean, honestly, absolutely, I love it. And then the last time I'd been there, they were building all that over there at the third base area mm-hmm. and the outfield area. And now they have all those those restaurants and stuff that line right up that are there. Even after the game is over, those stay open for a few more hours so you can yeah, keep Yeah, and I noticed out. that. So now that I know that, we're definitely going to go to that third base restaurant right. over there. Um, that'll be a spot for sure. 100%, dude. Like, absolutely recommend it hands down. And I love going. And so, for me, the, like I said, for me, the, the AAA and the college games – I don't know how to describe it really in the right words, but it's um, it's a more relatable thing to me, I guess. Like I feel like people are more interactive with each other. It's a more family rich environment. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's I just have a feel going to those AAA games and those college games that I don't necessarily always get when I go to a major league game, even though I enjoy the major league games. So you've never been to a major league game, right? I have. I've been, I've been to, I, so we're going to talk major league here, right? So I got tickets 
to the Cincinnati Reds game mm-hmm. um, last summer while you were gone. You were currently deployed, so I had gotten tickets to the Cincinnati Reds game. Wow, so okay. I took so I took my dad, I took my stepdad Arnold, and I took my cousin Connor. I was supposed to take two of my nephews, but they backed mm-hmm. out. So the four of us. So me, Connor, and Arnold get up. We drive up to Cincinnati where my dad's at my stepmom Denise's family, and they're all hanging out. I go pick up my dad, and we all drive into Cincinnati, go into the Reds game. I will absolutely say, from my perspective, as much as it the as much as the game and the atmosphere wasn't as interactive as a sounds game. Because of the individuals I was with, especially my dad and Arnold, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know I like hanging out with Connor and stuff, but especially the fact that I got to enjoy a a a sports game, you know, a professional sports game at that with two men that I very much admire and respect and have yeah. taught me a lot. Right, mm-hmm. I, that superb one of my most most memorable experiences. Yeah. On the non-comical side. And I would do it again in a heartbeat if given the opportunity to get those tickets. Except I would wait till you're here and then get an extra one. Because it was absolutely amazing. That's what I love amazing. about baseball. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's why it's America's favorite pastime. It's, you literally involve people that you care about. And you're, you're enjoying a moment in it, and you're involved in this spirit. You know, and it just, it's just something that you can't put a price on. And obviously these teams put a price on it. That's what you pay. But, right. you know, there's something to be said about going to these live events that it's just. So I would say my dad, Connor and Arnold are Reds fans. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I am not a Reds fan. Cause I kind of grew up in that area and kind of watched them a little bit with my pappy. Um, yeah. Your aunt's a big <clears throat> Cincinnati fan. Yeah, um, and so is a lot of my. It's a lot of my family on my dad's side. There, you mm-hmm. know, or on my stepmom's right. side. There are a lot of big Cincinnati Reds fans and Bengals fans because they're from there, right? The but yep. anyway. right, I will say, my team has always been the Oakland A's, and I will say this: one, they're my favorite color, it? Oakland A's. Okay, right, and I will say that because one, favorite color, green. Two. I played in Little League, and the first team I ever played on in Little League was the A's. Mm. So it just kind of stuck with me, right? So, And I grew up watching a little bit of the Oakland A's, which was interesting because we're talking Oakland here. My pappy would watch them occasionally, and I grew up watching them, right? Which led to you know, me finding my favorite player, Mark McGuire. Mm-hmm. Right, and then from Mark McGuire playing with the A's, followed him to the Cardinals. Right, so you know steroids, smeroids. Who cares? Right, you know I, I I look at it this way: you're professional athletes. Why not just have all the cutting edge you need and just hammer it home? You know. Yeah. No, I get it. You know, Mark McGuire was pretty good as far Mark as Mark for me. Yeah, for but... me, he was he was my favorite player, right? Oh, okay, yeah. But I I, I kind of skipped ahead of you there, and I apologize for that. Like, what is one of your most key uh, key memories or like pro game memories for you? Well, I've been to a lot of pro games. I was I was very privileged growing up. Uh, my my dad's company had season tickets to the Indians, so we could go pretty much anytime we wanted. Uh, my most m- 
favorite memory of pro games that I went to was the 1996 when they were in the playoffs and they were on their way to the World Series to play the Braves that year, which they lost to the Braves. But, you know, I love the Braves, too, because, you know, my, you know, I'm going to skip here a little bit. My my two favorite pro teams, I have an American League team and a, a National League team. The Indians on one, which are now called the Guardians, which I refuse to call them that, but I just did. And I was then, so waiting to ask I, you. So how do you yeah, feel about that? I will talk about that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> hey, we can we could definitely talk about that in a minute. But and then my National League team is the Braves because you know growing up I went to a school it was the Berea Braves, so it kind of just worked for me to have the Atlanta Braves as a team that I loved because their logo literally was the same as ours my high school like the braves with the, the tomahawk and everything the colors everything was the exact same for the high school that i went to but pro games i've been to a braves game i've been to in brave stadium i've been to the indians when they were in the old municipal stadium i've been to the the jake which is now called whatever the fuck it's called uh i refuse to call it anything other than jake i've been to yankees when it was in the old yankee stadium i went to um uh, the Reds. Um, I went to the Rockies, and I believe that's the only pro teams I've seen in their stadium so far. My initial aspiration was to see thirty plus stadiums in my lifetime, just because I wanted to. Uh, I've fallen short from that so far, but I'm you know I still have plenty of life. And I think that when I retire, that's going to be one of the things that I do is just try to travel and see every single uh, team that I want in their home stadiums, because why not? You know what I mean? Uh, But for me, what it was like, it was, I played baseball growing up. So watching these guys and seeing the caliber of talent that they had, it was just amazing to watch them, you know, from the catcher throwing it off his knees to the second baseman or even to an outfielder just screwing around in the beginning when they're they're you know throwing the ball around just warming up he could throw it from his knees to an outfielder like it was nothing and i was like holy you shit just love when you screw around oh uh, yeah man i love screwing around especially with girls you know i just every once in a while you throw a thumb in their butt and it's you know it's fun but it's like stealing home Ain't that you know called what i mean door slider uh, i mean it, i I equate it to stealing home. You know? Yeah, but you know, like I feel like when you slip something in the butt, it's like that. I feel like the baseball term is a backdoor slider, right? It's not on purpose, but it happens. You know, it reminds me. Of, you remember um, diarrhea, cha cha cha, diarrhea. When you're sliding in the first <laughs> and you feel something burst, diarrhea. <laughs> like that's like yes. <laughs> uh, I digress. I mean, at uh, least you're not a switch hitter. Yeah, yeah, definitely not a switch hitter. Maybe when I'm, you know eating my meat but that's a different story too i mean no uh, no offense to switch hitters you can you know you want to switch hit switch hey man hit if that's you your if that's the flavor of the day then that's your flavor of the day but uh typically i lucked out like i said i, I grew up pretty privileged um my dad's company that he worked for had seats on the third baseline and the first baseline as well as uh loge seats and then they had like where the plebes would sit that couldn't get those other seats out in the outfield, which were still great seats because they were a couple rows back. So during batting practice, those were great seats to have because you could catch a lot of fly balls or home runs or whatever. But 
Um, man, I just remember baseball being so exciting growing up because you had Slider as the mascot for the Indians. You had John who was beating on the drum. You had all the fans that were just hyped up. Growing up through the 90s, you had the Indians who would do the rally caps. You know, they put them on inside out. And it was just, it was a lot of fun for me going through and, and seeing the camaraderie of those players with each other and the, the level of fun that they had together. It was just, it was great. I loved it. I loved everything about those games. It's just, it was just a different time back then. Um, I remember seeing guys that were switch hitters. They were guys that could. Um, we're talking about guys that batted left or right-handed, just so everybody knows. Right, yeah, not, you know, the switch hitters that are coming up today. But, um, I mean, there was just, they would tear up, they would literally tear up the game if they could, they could hit up the left or the right. It didn't matter. Um, just looking at the roster and seeing where batters were and knowing in the lineup that you had a guy that was a power hitter, you had a guy that was playing cleanup, uh, just you know, just watching the game and seeing who was on deck. It was great, you know. Um, I remember, I remember going to a game and I forget, I forget which game it was exactly, but the pitcher fucking nailed a dude in the head, and it literally cleared the benches. Like everybody came out and it was ready. Orgy. <laughs> yeah, balls and bats everywhere. Sounds about right. Yeah. But so, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was, I mean, pro game experience for me was just mm. I, I think I had I think I had a lot better than most people because I, I had access. You know so you mean? were you were that borderline silver spoon child we talk about today. Yeah, I, I absolutely would say that I was really close. I mean, like if it weren't for my dad's company, we would have never been able to go to those games. And because my coming up, my, we weren't very affluent until I moved out of the house and I joined the military and I was long gone. Then all of a sudden my dad was making bank and right. It was different life for my brother and sister. They just, they, they were the silver spoon kids for sure. I get um, that. And, but that's so that's one of those things that like for me, right. I, I didn't grow up having that much. Right. Mm -hmm. We worked for what we had, but when my family did things, we did things right. Right. Um, yeah. But I will say, I will say that, just because you you know a person grow, grows up privileged doesn't necessarily mean they're stuck up, they're snooty, they're biased, whatever. You know, it's all in their upbringing. But anyways, I'm digressing. You know, right? Yeah. You know, I just want to make it clear so, that I talk shit to you a lot because, well, you're my fucking brother, and I can talk shit to you, yeah. and vice versa, right? Yeah. Why not? So, Fuck it. Full send. Exactly. That's the whole point of this. Full fucking send. Like, yeah. I mean, so I feel like you could almost be in the big leagues. Um, for shit talking? I, for sure. No, 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 no. When I say almost in the big leagues, you know, I'm kind of referencing other things for you, but, you know, that yeah. I, I digress, right? Because, you know, because apparently what I've learned is there are so many nice little innuendos for oh, baseball yeah. terminology. Oh, so right? what's your favorite position? Ooh, ooh. Uh, um, so <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you're talking baseball positions here, but 
what I had on my mind instantly was what I like to call the lazy dog. <laughs> what the fuck is the lazy dog? Bruh, the lazy dog. Um, let's 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 put oh it this way. God, I'm already asking if, about this. If you wanna, if you wanna reach the inner depths and really touch a woman's soul, the inner dog is the way to go. Essentially, hmm. you know, like they call it the lazy you dog. Lazy dog, and now you're saying the inner dog, which is it? Goddamn it! No, no, I said her inner soul. No, you said the inner dog. Uh, well, so the, if you want to touch her inner soul, then you use the lazy dog, mm. right? So essentially, the woman lays out flat, completely mm. flat, okay? Mm. Now, if you want, you can kind of have put some pillows right there at the area and elevate her just slightly. Oh, elevate her hips, okay. Right? Yeah. And, but you don't want doggy. You just want her slightly up, if at mm. all, right? And then you straddle right across... That area, and then you. I've done that you know, before. I never knew it was called the lazy right, dog, but you, you I, I can see why it's called it that. But, but I'm you saying know, you you slide not right quite doggy home. style, but it's you know they're the lazy dog. You're kind of <laughs> laying down, but you're kind of still getting a doggy style. And it's, but here's you know, the thing. Here's the thing: is it's not as lazy as they, you know, the term makes it because not for the guy. The, that's for damn sure. Exactly, I agree. But in that position, that's when like the woman has given up all. Oh, she's control. in some mischief. Some there mission, is for no sure, yeah. control whatsoever yeah. there. I mean, yeah. at that point, it's your body weight on her. You have the control. But anyways, I'm getting too I'm gonna crazy. I'm going to go take a cold shower. Hold on a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> just thinking of all the girls that I've done that with. And it, I'm you just know? like, God damn it. Anyway, realistically, your favorite position on the baseball field so when I played, I typically played right field and center field, which then transitioned. Huh? I said, good thing you weren't left out. No, I was never left out because I was, honestly, I'm actually a really good outfielder, surprisingly. I know people wouldn't think that looking at my fat well, ass. Well, that's because you, you know how to catch. You know I do I mean? know how to catch. I do Hey-o. know how to catch. Yes, I do know how to catch. And I know how to send it home. Real fast and hard, right? So you 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 come swinging in my area, and I'm getting you out at first, real uh-huh. quick. You ain't making sure. it second. Yeah, you ain't making the second. You ain't getting a boob touch. I'm someone's just saying. Someone's sliming in, someone's sliming in your home base. Yeah, you just ain't getting the second if if yeah. I'm in the outfield and you pop fly so, on me. Right field, but, right field's your so, favorite position. So why right field, is, why is right field your favorite position? So so right field is where I tend to end up playing. The not reason is I'm left handed. It's not, I'm left handed. Right, let me let me rephrase this. What is your favorite position of a, a player to watch? Oh, favorite player to watch? Or um, position wise, not like favorite player, but like the position on the field that you. I know what you're saying. You, I know what you're saying. saying. Favorite position on the field. I don't really have a favorite position on the field to watch. I enjoy watching the. I enjoy watching the pitcher. Right. Because I want to see how much control he has and how his pitches are going. I enjoy watching the batters to see just you how see narrow. How dominate it, yeah. I want to see how narrow their stance is, or like one of the guys we saw at the Nashville Sounds that looked like dude. Donald he had such a wide stance; it was weird. Like little duck, right? Like yeah. I'm like Jesus. How low can you go, right? Cha cha. I understand. I understand the st- strategy behind that because he's trying to make a strike zone a, like weird, a weird shape. Right, which makes it harder for the pitcher, and I get that, but it it looks fucking weird because now you have to change up your positioning when you want to hit the ball, which totally defeats being able to be quick. Because a right. lot of guys they they pride themselves like Manny Ramirez. When you look back at watching him, he had such a fluid and fast 
whip swing. Mm-hmm. Just and these guys that do these weird ass things, these gimmicky ass stances. I think uh, that's what I'm going to call it: gimmick stance. It's untraditional. It, I think they're just doing it to try and either single themselves out so they have this unique thing that kids are going to try to emulate, or to mess with a pitcher and really like mess with the strike zone for the for the you know the um, the umpire to be able to see where a real strike is and where a uh, foul or a, a, a ball is. But it's weird, right? So. Pitcher, catcher, that's ironic because, you know, it's, again, a euphemism. Well, not so much the something. catcher. It's, it's the but, pitcher uh, and the batter that I, that, I, that I tend to watch the most, right? Yeah, well, you know, you like watching guys that are holding hardwood, so that's fine. But, I mean, ultimately, I'm just watching the game. But if we're you know talking what's... my favorite position to play, it's right field and center, and the reason is because I'm left-handed, and – I can catch the that throw, ball, yeah. and I can sling it to first. I can sling it to second, right? Okay. Whereas if I'm in right field, that left-handed throw to third is crossing my body a lot of times, and it, it doesn't yeah, it's line awkward. up. It, yeah, it's awkward. It's not, it, exactly. Yeah. It's a prime example. So I will say I do, I do tend to pay very close attention if there's a pop fly or anything like that into outfield. I do tend to pay close attention to those players. The reason being, and case in point tonight at Wing Wednesday, watching mm. the uh, the Guardians and the Athletics, right? Yeah. I got the privilege of watching the player go to catch the pop fly, and rather than get under the ball like you're taught in mm. Little League and high school, he decides to kind of nonchalantly bounces himself to the wall, and then he turns his glove outward. And I'm thinking, you're asking for an error. And at that point, they were 0-0. You're asking for an error. And if you're the guy that causes the error, that gets somebody into scoring position and they score, now the whole game is lost because of you. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's just like anything else when you're playing as a kid and you're like, dude, you just cost us the game. Yep. Uh, yeah, kind of, but you know, it, it is a team effort. But at some points, it's difficult because the pitcher can either determine the win or the loss of the, of the game. You know, it, it, it's unfortunate, but it it is what it is. Um, for me, favorite position on the baseball field is um, shortstop. They have the most dynamic position, I think. Um, they're usually have the strongest arm in the infield to be able to throw it to wherever it needs to go. Um, right. They're the, usually the most athletic person on the team because yeah. they have to have such a quick reaction. Their hand-eye coordination has to be on, on like top notch. So I, I remember watching, I mean, Ozzie Guillen, with the Cardinals watching him, Omar Vizquel when he was back with, you know, the Indians. Um, even, I mean, there's so many, so many shortstops in major league that I've seen. that are just amazing to watch and they all end up with gold gloves and rightfully so. So for me, if I'm, I'm talking about my favorite position on a, on a baseball team, it's, it's gotta be a shortstop because they are the most, I think personal opinion that they are the most diamond dynamic person on the, on the diamond. Um, Favorite player? Man, 
that one's a tough one because there's so many amazing players that I've seen growing up. Um, I think I think if I'm thinking just strictly Indians or strictly Braves, there's God, there's just too many. There really is. Um, Carlos Baerga was one of my favorites with the Indians growing up. He was just he always kept the team so light spirited, made it more fun forever. Like he just he was like a kid perpetually with the team. Um, if I had to say talent wise, I'd probably say like Greg Maddox for the Braves or uh Tom Glavin. Like the pitchers for the Braves in the nineties were the best rotation that I ever seen in my life. Um, they were the most complete rotation from starters to closers to savers. It was just that, that team in the nineties, they had unbelievable, unbelievable talent. Basically the Braves have bought themselves world series throughout the nineties. You know, everyone used to talk about the Yankees, but, uh, anyway, getting into, Funniest baseball moments. What do you What do you think was one of the moments that were pretty funny for you? Uh, I would have to say watching Darth Vader, watching Darth Vader at the Cincinnati Reds game doing the opening pitch. Darth force, Vader. Yeah, the force was just not with him. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't make it to no. the plate. No. Then he even tried his little his little choke maneuver, and it just yeah. So basically, he choked yes. on making it to the plate. Exactly. Nice. Uh, I would say funny moments for me would be like if, um, I don't know. I don't really have any funny, funny moments that come to mind. Um, I remember like watching the game and like, you know, somebody getting like hit in the face with a foul ball or something, but I mean, it's not really that funny when it happens to them, but it's funny for everyone else that's watching because, you know, you're getting balls to the face. True. I will say at the Nashville Sounds game, it wasn't necessarily the moment that was funny. It was the fact that the shortstop did the the whole thing, and I'm I'm instantly sitting up there, and I'm like, "Don't give me any of that Olay bullshit!" Like it just instantly hit me. So that I feel like that moment was funny. It just wasn't the play itself. Speaking of the Olay uh, movies. That, that you think about for baseball. Uh, that one, that's a good quote from Major League, right? Yep, Major League is obviously great, great movie. Because um, there was even a couple of Major League quotes you made at the game. Um, I think one was about the Serrano to Joe Boo when one of the players stepped up to bat. Yeah, it was, uh, fuck you, Joe Boo, I do this myself. That, that whole part, yeah, because uh, he was, I think, I think he was, uh, I don't know about we were tie game or whatever it was at the time, but I don't even remember what the the whole point of that was. But yeah, uh, as far as uh movies that you you really like for baseball, which uh which movies? I would say like if you want to this this is kind of for women here. Like if you want a nice romantic movie you can enjoy with your guy that's not so romantic. For the love of the game with Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's probably one of my favorite baseball movies, along with Major League and 
obviously, you know, there's a few others I like. Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year. Um, but what about you? Sandlot. Sandlot's one of mine that I really like. Um, it just reminds me of my childhood because, you know, they're always we were always riding our bikes and going places. And, um, the, I think the funny part in that is when the kid is there at the pool and he, like, acts like he was drowned so he could get re- rescued by the, the hot blonde. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, winks at the guys. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the... T- the girl just slaps him for ending up making out with him, but well, then at the end of that movie, when he's telling like all of them what all of them go off to do, that guy ends up marrying that girl and having like multiple kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, you played rec ball, yeah? I did play. Um, I was part of a travel league when I was when I was coming up. Um, so were you like Benny the Jet Rodriguez? <laughs> yeah, no. I'd probably be more like squints or something like that. Um, Cause I didn't really, I, at that time I was tiny, you know, I, I didn't, I don't think I'd grown until high school. So I was, I played center field a lot um, just cause I was fast, but at least I wasn't, you know, as good as I thought probably, but there was a lot of fun moments, fun times. Um, I remember in one of the games, I really had to go to the bathroom. And so I just pulled it out in the middle of the outfield. Just started going. Um, Sounds like some of the softball tournaments I've played in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it was just, I, I definitely, my dad was not happy with me because he was the coach. I was just like, <laughs> I, I had to go. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to piss my pants. So I was, just whipped it out, turned around so nobody could see what I was doing. Because, like, back then, you know, you ain't got to worry about too many fans. It's a little little kids playing baseball. I mean, there's not a lot of people. It's usually just parents or whatever. So, right. I wasn't too worried, and I've never been really bashful. So, it didn't really bother me to do that. But, um, what about you? Did you play any rec ball? Uh, so we didn't have rec ball. Oh, right. So we had like little league and stuff. But, uh, and then a lot of our sports didn't kick off till what would be middle school, but we didn't have middle school. Um, but I played uh, Little League, and that's where, like I said earlier, about being the A's becoming my team because that was the first team I played on. So, yeah, I, I played played a little bit of Little League and then played a little up to sixth grade, and then you just kind of petered out on it. Um, and then I guess after joining the Army, um, I got big into softball and playing on a lot of the Army teams. Softball because they're, they're bigger balls. That makes it easier for you. To, to hit is that that why you went softball? Uh, I went softball because there's no there was really no adult baseball to leagues unless you're playing Division One, Division Two, or you know Triple A or majors. Now I know Clarksville or Nashville, one of the two, has been talking about actually starting an adult baseball league. Yeah, I saw something about that. Um, there was there was something I was going to say about softball. But I just can't remember anyways. Uh, funny baseball moments that, that I was thinking about were like first pitches, like the first pitch for the game and stuff. Yeah. Do you, do you have a memory of anybody that, that you can think of? Well, see, I already ruined that and said Darth Vader and his, his failing of the force. Oh, yeah. I forgot you did say mm-hmm. that. Huh? I did. Um, 
And that's what like happens you, when I have too many bourbons. I just can't remember shit. I feel like you have a few. Just I feel like you have a few. And just just a few. Uh, I can think of you know you think of these really tough people that have this persona. They're gonna be a badass rapper or whatever, and then they get up there. Uh, Fifty Cent and Snoop Dogg come to mind. Both of them, when they went to throw the first pitch out, it was errant, very wide of the home plate. It didn't even like come close. It, it almost was like they're trying to throw it to the stands and or the fans in the stands or something. It was so terrible. Um, and then, of course, uh, Fauci when he did his. Oh God, his, I don't remember that one. Yeah, if he if he botched anything other than the corona it would have been that first pitch that he threw out it was just terrible so uh he should have got a booster could have got a booster for sure uh it's just a little prick you know but anyway i i think uh i think we covered quite a bit here on this this whole episode um yeah we don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole because if we cross into softball i can talk that for days yeah, I think that would be a good episode for another time. We could talk about softball and uh, the differences between, you know, baseball and that. I mean, I think my favorite thing about softball is the girls. Oh, yeah. They got big booties, man. Yes, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thick size, big booties. Uh-huh. Strong. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, Crack a coconut. <laughs> we're going to wrap this thing up. And uh, I will say thank you guys for listening in. Uh, hopefully you got as sauced as we did because I'm definitely hammered right now. Um, and so I think it's a good time to just say au revoir. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple podcast, you know, keep, keep tabs on Instagram, new episodes every Friday. So just keep following us, like subscribe, you know, all those good things you're supposed to do when you like something on social media. That's right. Until next time, get sauced.